John chapter 9. Last week was probably my favorite of the miracles that Jesus did. Uh, and that was the one where Peter walked on water, where Jesus came to his disciples as they were on the sea. And uh, I, I like that, that miracle because I believe we can get a lot out of that. I believe that there was a lot of good life application, good practical life application that's easy for us to relate to and understand and to apply to our life. It's not that all of God's Word is not good life application and can't apply to us. Certainly it can, but there are some parts of it that's kind of tough for us to understand and some parts that are a little easier. And so uh, last weekend we talked about that miracle. And today we are moving on where Jesus is going to uh, bring back the sight of a blind man. We're going to be in John chapter 9. Just looking through verses 1 through 12, we are going to cover the whole chapter, but just not today. It was a lot of good stuff in here. I didn't want to cover the first part without covering the second part and the, the reactions and the other things that happened uh, along with this guy uh, being healed. But it was more than we could talk about in one service. So we are going to split John chapter 9 up into a couple of different weeks. And tonight, uh, today, excuse me, we are going to cover uh, the first 12 verses. So we'll read through the text. And once we are finished, we'll pray, and then we will uh, jump right in. As he was passing by, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples questioned him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus answered. This came about so that God's work might be displayed in him. We must do the works of him who sent me. While it is day, night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. After he said these things, he spit on the ground, made some mud from the saliva, and spread the mud on his eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he left, washed, and came back seeing. His neighbors and those who formerly had seen him as a beggar said, Isn't this the man who sat begging? Some said, He's the one. No, others were saying. But he looks like him. He kept saying, I'm the one. Therefore they asked him, Then how were your eyes opened? He answered, The man called Jesus made mud, spread it on my eyes and told me, Go to Siloam and wash. So when I went and washed, I received my sight. Where is he, they asked him. I don't know, he said. Let's pray. Father God, I just pray that, that your word would, would have an impact in our life today, dear Lord, that your Holy Spirit would speak to these people, dear Lord, that you just would help the words to come out of my mouth, God, to be words from you. I pray that the Holy Spirit would just take over right now, God, that I would... I lay down my pride, God, that you would humble me as I speak and preach and teach uh, to these today. So I pray that you would help us to open our eyes, or excuse me, open our ears, dear Lord, and open our hearts that we may hear from you. And let this be a good word for us today. Let it, let it speak to us in a way that's going to apply to our life, dear Lord. Even if there are things maybe that I miss, dear Lord, but that everyone here would, would look at your word and they would see, dear Lord. Because, God, it's the Holy Spirit that is speaking that is going to change hearts, God. So I pray that today that people hear from you, dear Lord, from being in your house. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen. Amen. The passage starts off, we kind of set the scene, and there is a blind man there. 
And it starts off as they pass, as he was passing by, he saw a blind man from birth. His disciples questioned him, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? Now, this is Jesus is talking about here. This is the Rabbi that's being referred to. Uh, this this being talked about. And this man, they go by, and he has been blind from birth. And his disciples automatically assume that there must have been some sin that this man had committed or some sin that his parents had committed that had left him in this condition. Now this was not an uncommon thing for us to see in the Bible, especially among the Pharisees, those people who were so quick to judge other people. They didn't want to be associated with sinners. There was this, there was this thought that if someone had something that happened to them, it must have been a, res- a result of them being very sinful and very bad. Now, I'm not saying that that could not be the case. I'm not saying that we do not uh, experience consequences or God may not allow something to happen to us as a result of some sin in our life. I do believe that that, is, that that happens sometimes. I believe that that is a possibility. But that is not always the possibility. So let us examine our own self that we are not so quick to judge people who we see who may have something that has happened to them. Let us not be so quick to judge and say, well, they must be getting what they deserved. Jesus is about to say here that, look, neither this man nor his parents have sinned that has caused this condition, but rather God has allowed this man to be born with this condition so that God may do a wonderful work through him. Neither this man nor his parents sinned, Jesus answered. This came about so that God's work might be displayed in him. We must do the works of him who sent me while it is day. Night is coming when you, when, excuse me, when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Now, I think not only was Jesus saying, look, we're going to do this right now. We're going to do the Lord's work, which God had sent Jesus Christ to do His work, which was to minister, which was to let people know that the kingdom of God was at hand and the kingdom of God was obtained through Jesus Christ, through, through accepting Jesus Christ, through faith, we received that grace. And so God had sent His Son, Jesus, to come into the world to let the world know the good news, to say that I am the one. Jesus was saying, I am the one who has come, who can take all of your sins. And Jesus was saying, we must be about the Lord's work while we can be. And this was not just for Jesus and the disciples there in those times. It is also for you and I, Christian, if we are in here today and we are God's child, if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, then those words that Jesus spoke to his disciples who were with him to then are the same words that Jesus speaks to his disciples who are here today. We must do God's work while it can be done. Because there's coming a time, there's coming a day when God's work will no longer be able to be done. There is coming a time where this world will come to an end and there will be no more opportunity for grace. There will be no more opportunity for forgiveness. There will be no more mercy that God can show. But while it is still time, then we must be about God's work, Christian. Now, I don't know when that time's going to be. It may be tomorrow. It may be in a million years. I don't have a clue. But ever how long that God leaves this earth here and He leaves His Christians here, He leaves His disciples here, then we should be about the Lord's work while we can. So that we can see miracles done just like this. So that we can see lives changed. 
That's what Jesus is telling his disciples here. After he said these things, he spit on the ground, made some mud from the saliva, and spread the mud on his eyes. Go, he told him, wash in the pool of Siloam, which means scent. So he left, washed, and came back seeing. Can you imagine what our response should be? Now, we're going to look over the next week over as to what the response was of the people. But just imagine for a second, if you knew someone who their whole life could not see, you knew that they had been to every doctor that they could go to, they had been to the eye doctor, they had been here, they had been there, and it was determined that it was not ever going to be possible for them to see. It was just not possible. Whatever condition they had, whatever was going on, they would never see. And you knew the person and you just knew that they were blind. You had accepted that. They had accepted that. There was no hope for them ever to receive any sight. And then all of a sudden one day, they come busting through the door of the church. And they come up here and they say, I can see. We say, well, how is that possible? Some, some of us would say, well, maybe the doctors made a mistake. But what we should say is, look at the miracle that God has done. Look at what the Lord has done. He has opened the eyes of a blind man. You know, Jesus always does things crazy, right? Like, he never does things, like, normal. Like, everything he does is kind of weird, you know? He didn't just, he could have just touched the guy. He could have just spoke the words. He could have just been like, bam, see, and the guy could have seen. But Jesus always does things in kind of a, kind of a weird way. He didn't give him any medicine. He, he chose, like, the, the, the lowest possible thing you could choose. He chose the dirt. He chose the dirt. And not only that, he spit in it. That's kind of gross, right? Jesus, he spits in the dirt and he makes some mud and he rubs it on the dude's eyes. It's a good thing he couldn't see. Could you imagine if the guy could have seen him spitting and making mud? He'd have been like, don't touch me with that. I mean, it was kind of weird, right? But, but by doing that, I think Jesus was proven that there was no possible worldly explanation for what was done. It's not like there are some miracle nutrients in the dirt. It's not like Jesus rubbed some kind of medicine on there. He took something that in no way could be used for anything good, and that's what he used to make the man see. There was no doubt in the minds of the people, or there shouldn't have been, that this was a miracle of God. This was not some man-made thing. This was not some drug. This was not some trick, as some of the people thought. Well, that's not, that's not the guy. Surely this isn't the same guy. God said, nope, it's me. I was blind and now I can see. Praise the Lord. It was Jesus who did it for me. And Jesus took something that was useless, dirt, that had no use whatsoever, that could not be used for anything good, and he used it to work a miracle in the man's life. But you know, the man had to follow through and he had to be obedient. Jesus, Jesus did the work. Jesus put the mud on his eyes, but, but it, it wasn't the, the mud that healed the guy, I don't believe. It was Jesus who healed the guy. It was a faith that when Jesus rubbed this mud on this guy's face, and Jesus said, no, I want you to go, and I want you to wash in Siloam. I want you to wash in this pool. And when the guy went and washed his face, he could see because he was obedient to God. Because he did what Jesus told him to do. There may be some of us who are experiencing Jesus. Maybe you've come to church before. You've, re you've been reading in your Bible. And you've experienced Jesus. 
and, and, and you're just right there on the edge. And Jesus wants you to come and to accept Him and to acknowledge Him and to ask Him for forgiveness so that He can come into your heart and so that He can be your Savior. And all you have to do is say, Come, Lord. Come into my heart. Come, forgive me. I accept you. But you're just not willing to go out on faith. And so therefore, Jesus is there with the desire to heal you, to forgive you. But you're left in your spiritual blindness. Because you refuse to go in faith. When Jesus says, come to me, you refuse to come. Instead, you just sit there and you're so close and you've heard the good news and you know the good news, but you just can't accept it. If this man in the story would have sit there and he wouldn't have went, he would have just been a fool with mud on his eyes. But he wasn't. He was obedient to what Jesus said. He had faith. He didn't even know who this guy was. I mean, here he is, a blind man. He can't see Jesus. He don't know. But he has faith to know that this man, there's something about him. He has faith to go and he says, look, I want to see. I don't want to live in blindness. I'm going to go and I'm going to do what he says. And he went and he did. And all of a sudden, a miracle was done. It's pretty unbelievable. How many times do we miss out on a miracle or something that God wants to do in our life? Because we're foolish. We're sitting there like a foolish person with mud on our eyes because Jesus is saying go and we don't want to go. And so we miss out on a blessing. We miss out on a miracle that God could do in our life. And as a result, we miss out on a spiritual blessing because this guy was like, praise the Lord. I can see now. Hey, I can see now. And so many times we miss the blessings that God wants to give us and we walk around spiritually blind and we're depressed and we're just, we're just kind of down and we're kind of out and we're kind of angry and we've we got all these things going on because we're not willing to be faithful and do what Jesus calls us to do. You know, we see all these miracles that Jesus, that Jesus did that we've looked at. There's many more in the Bible other than the ones we're looking at. But we see these miracles that Jesus did. And I was thinking about that and I was thinking... What, how does that, how does that affect us? Like, 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 how does that relate to us? Because, I mean, we, sometimes we hear about miracles. I, I believe that God's still in the miracle business. I believe that there are still things just like this that happen today. Uh, Jesus tells us, look, if we got faith, we can, do some, we can do some crazy stuff. And if Jesus can do it, the same Jesus that did that, the same Jesus that lives in us. And so I believe that God still does miracles. But, but we don't see this stuff happening all the time today. Or maybe we do and we just don't realize it. Or maybe we don't see it happening because we don't have enough faith. And I was thinking, well, well God, what, where, where are all the miracles at? Because we see all these crazy things in the Old Testament and all these crazy things in the New Testament. And I was thinking that, you know, Jesus used, he used this dirt. He used it to make mud. And it wasn't anything miraculous about the dirt. What made the dirt miraculous is that Jesus touched it. Is that Jesus formed it. That Jesus changed it from what it was, which was dirt, into mud. The only thing that made that mud or that dirt different than any other mud or any other dirt that was in the world is that Jesus was doing a wonderful work in it. You know, the same is true for us. Because that's what we are, sinners. We're like the dirt, I mean, realistically. We don't like to think of ourselves like that. We like to think of ourselves as a little better than that. We're not nasty, dirty old sinners, but really we are. We're just like that dirt. Every one of us in this world are just like that dirt. We're just dirty old sinners. And you know the only thing that makes the Christian sinner different from all the rest of the sinners in the world? 
is Jesus. Is when Jesus comes and interacts in us and Jesus stirs in our life just like He stirred in that dirt with that spit to make that mud. The one thing that makes us different is Jesus Christ. We're just dirty old sinners. But it's Jesus coming into our life and interacting with us that makes us different. And I believe that Jesus can work miracles through us just the same as He could work miracles through that mud. Just the same as He could take that dirt and turn it into mud and work a miracle. I believe Jesus can work miracles through you and I, Christian. Now, will Jesus call us maybe sometime to rub mud on somebody's eye? Maybe He will. He may call us to do that. He may call some of you to work a miracle in that way. He may not. But you know, I was thinking about it and I was thinking... I think that there's a lot of ways that God can use us for miracles that we may overlook. Now, I've never, I've never seen anybody miraculously just healed in an instant from laying hands on them and praying for them. I've never seen that happen. I've never had that ability. Maybe some of you have. Maybe some of you haven't. We may not have the ability to touch someone and heal them on the spot. God may not do that through us. We may not can heal somebody, but maybe we can give somebody a ride to the doctor. It doesn't seem like a miracle. I'm not belittling these miracles that Jesus did. Do not misunderstand me. These things that Jesus did were unbelievably miraculous. They were awesome. But you know, sometimes I think that there are lots of little miracles, lots of little things that we can do as Christians that we don't do because we think they're, they're insignificant. We may not can heal somebody on sight, we may can drive somebody to the doctor. We may not can take a few crumbs and turn them into enough food to feed thousands, but we may can buy somebody a quarter pounder and coke and some fries. Doesn't seem like a miracle, but there are so many opportunities and things that we can do for people to meet their needs. Maybe not in the same way that Jesus met their needs. Maybe not that just unbelievable, just awesome experiences, but we can do the same things that Jesus did. We can help meet the needs of those people who need their needs, needs met. We can have compassion on those people who need compassion. We can have compassion on those people who are struggling. We can buy a meal for somebody. We can do something nice for somebody. And that could change their life, church. It could change somebody's life. It may not be the act that we did so much as it's the fact that we did it. You know, so oftentimes if we do something for somebody, not for our glory, for our pat on the back, but we do it for the glory of God, but oftentimes the fact that we do something for somebody, it's not what was done, it's just the fact that you did it. Because you know what? The world doesn't see a lot of people that just care about people. The world doesn't see a lot of selflessness today. The world sees a lot of selfishness today. And so when we as a Christian, when we do something for somebody just because we love them, just because we want to, it may not be what we do so much as that we did. It will change people's lives. That happened to me just this week. Michelle had went to work in my car and my car was dirty. It was just the nastiest thing. None of you probably would have ever ridden with me, and that's understandable because it was so dirty. And then she come home that afternoon, and lo and behold, I said, man, my car looks clean today. I said, did you go through the car wash? 
She said, no, I didn't, I didn't go through a car wash. I walked out there and I got to looking and it was mighty clean. I looked on the inside, the inside was clean. Well, she didn't go through the car wash. She knew a guy in Macomb and she noticed that my car was dirty. And so she called the guy and he come over and he cleaned it for me. And I just, I just kind of broke my heart. I just kind of, you know, it made me happy inside. Not, not because I had a clean car. I was happy that I had a clean car. But I was so happy that she just thought enough about me to do that. Now, it's not that she, she does stuff for me. All. Don't get me wrong. It's not like, well, I've been waiting two years for her to do something nice for me. That's not it. That's not it. She does something for me all the time. She's always doing good things for me. But just the fact that she called a man up and took a few minutes out of her day and got my car clean, just the thoughtfulness of that. Man, that's pretty good stuff right there. And we never know when our actions, no matter how simple they may be, it may be buying somebody a double quarter pounder with cheese, or it may be washing their car for them, or it may be just giving them a ride to the doctor. It may just be giving them a hug. It may just be telling them you love them. It may just be sitting by them while they're in a tough time in their life. You know, these are things that to us don't seem like miracles, but they're what Jesus calls us to do. They're the kind of things that can change people's lives. They're the kind of things that when they look at, they say, wow, there's some love in the world. And they're the kind of things that when they see that, we can say, that's the Lord. Any good that's in us, any love that's in us, any desire that's in us to do good, that is from the Lord. That is from my Savior, Jesus Christ. Can I tell you about it? You know, when people see your heart, when they see your actions and your actions show that you love and that you care, people will listen to you. There may be some people in here and you've been trying to minister to somebody and you've been trying to lead them to the Lord and they're just not listening to you and you feel like that you're not getting through to them. Well, you may need to examine your life. They may not be listening to you because they may be seeing how you're living. And what they're seeing may not be matching up with what you're saying. See, if we want to reach people for Christ, church, Christians, if we want to reach people for Christ, then people need to see Christ in us. And people need to see love. And people need to see compassion. And even though we may be dirty old sinners, when Jesus comes into your life, He can change your life. And the same Jesus that can use mud to make a blind man see can use you and I. Simple little you and I. As uneducated as, as we may be, as educated as we may be, as poor as we may be, as rich as we may be, as young as we may be, as old as we may be, as good as we may be or as bad as we may be, Jesus change your life and Jesus can use you to do miraculous things and when he calls you to serve when he calls you to go when he calls you to do will you go and do or will you say no will you miss out on a blessing that God wants to do in your life will you miss out on the miracle that God may want to do through you in somebody else's life or will you be obedient to Jesus Christ? Let's pray.
Father God, we come to you this morning and we thank you that you love us because we are dirty old sinners, dear Lord. It just ain't no way around it. Every one of us in here, we just a dirty old sinner. But dear Lord Jesus, you make us clean. You make us as white as snow, dear Lord. And that's a pretty good deal, God. That's a pretty good deal, dear Lord. Because we don't deserve it. So God, I pray that if there's one in this room today that's still just living in their filthy sin, God, that they would experience your grace, that they would be washed free of their sins, that they would come to you, Lord Jesus, ask you to come into their heart, that they would ask you, Lord Jesus, to forgive them. God, I pray that for those in this room today who have accepted you, that are yours, God, that that we as Christians would be ready to, to be in the miracle business, God. That we would be ready to be used by you. God, strengthen our faith so that if there are times that you call us to do these just, just crazy, miraculous things, dear Lord, like Jesus said, that we would have the faith, dear Lord, to see miracles be done in that way. But God, maybe you don't always call us to that. Maybe sometimes you just call us to be there for somebody to give somebody a phone call, to take somebody a meal, to give somebody a ride, to give somebody a hug, dear Lord. Sometimes you call us to those things. And God, if you call us to it, help us to, help us to hear you, dear Lord. Help us not to just write it off, God. Sometimes we just write it off and say, oh, that ain't, that ain't nothing. I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to worry about that. Dear Lord, sometimes we just, sometimes we miss out on opportunities because we're looking for something bigger. But God, help us to be faithful to you in the simple as well as in the, as in the big stuff, dear Lord. And so I pray, God, that you would be with each one in this place today. That maybe there are some who I, whose eyes are closed, dear Lord, spiritually, and they are blind. But today, Jesus, they experienced you, and you are right here with them, dear Lord, just like you were with this blind man in the verses we looked at today. And God, you healed his physical sight, and God, you can heal their spiritual sight. So I pray that the Holy Spirit right now in this moment, God, would open eyes that are closed, that they would see you, Lord Jesus, that they would know that you are loved, that you gave your life for them, that you died on the cross. And God, you can, you can save them, you can spare them, you can forgive them, and you can give them the grace that only you can give them. So God, I pray today that if there is one in here that does not know you, that they would. In Jesus' name I pray it. Amen.